all the business expenses I'm able to cover with the uh, with the business and, you know, have a little bit of profit left over. Yeah. And so uh, if you are wanting to start a business and you are in high school, I encourage you to do it. You know, don't be scared of failure. That's not, this is only going to hold you back. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Welcome to another episode of Money Vision U. Today, we have a really cool guest with us. We got Mr. Braxton Oliver, a recent high school graduate on the podcast with us. And he's got a cool story that he's going to share with us about lessons learned and whatnot, because he started a business in high school. He started a lawn mowing business, and now he's actually working on growing that since he has graduated high school and furthering that. And so we're going to dive into his story and just motivation to do that because that's not a normal thing for high schoolers to do. But with that being said, Braxton, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so, like I said, most high schoolers, they're on social media a lot or video games or, you know, playing sports or, you know, uh, they have a normal job or whatever it is. So you have a little bit more of a unique story here. And obviously everyone, if you're in high school, you're probably on social media and video games, nothing wrong with that. But you had a little bit of extra motivation and side hustle that you started so when let's just start with a a little bit of your story here when did you start your lawn care business and what motivated you to do so um actually started when i was about 14 my dad um proposed that me and my brother you know we start mowing lawns around the neighborhood and he said he'd buy us a mower and weed eater and everything and we just have to pay him back over time and um honestly it didn't work out well for me i was young so I wasn't the, you know, best worker. So I did that for about, you know, two months of the summer and I kind of quit. My brother did it on his own. And then when I was about 16, I kind of picked it back up and did it on my own. And uh, I really started to scale up the business and get more customers. And uh, yeah, I'm able to have a couple employees now and I'm able to make the business a lot bigger. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So 14, 15, you weren't quite ready. You would yeah. you say you just didn't like working hard yet? Is that one of the things? Yeah, I, I had a bit of laziness and, uh, I, you know, I still like playing video games a lot and I still do now, but I was definitely addicted back then. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, that's a normal thing. Most people are in that phase. It's like, why should I, you know, go work in this hot weather, humid yeah. weather when I can just chill inside and because you're already yeah. busy with other stuff too, I'm sure with sports and, and things like that. So that got you. Was there any specific switch you think that happened, or was it just you think you just kind of matured at from um, you know fifteen honestly, to sixteen? What father, made that switch? My dad, he kind of pushed me to you know be better because when I was in the tenth grade, I think he was like, "You need to start getting a job," and I, I mean, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to work. And then my junior year, the going into my junior year is really when I uh, picked it back up and started to work really hard. Okay, so when he said you need to get a job, you said I'd rather work for myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I kind of always had the entrepreneur mindset. You know, I've had a few other businesses. I've had a shoe reselling business, streetwear reselling, and uh, resold some other stuff on eBay. Okay. So always looking to just be creative for yourself. Love yeah. that. And that's definitely an entrepreneurial mindset. What's funny is a lot of people that end up being entrepreneurs, they, I don't know if this is something you want to want to share, but they end up, they just don't care as much about school because it's so regimented and you're clearly more of like a creative type of thinker and how you want to maybe earn money or go about life or things like that. Uh, what would you say to that? Is I mean, is that something that you struggled with or, or, and then when you started to grow your own business, did you start to do better in school because you started to kind of be able to unleash that a little bit? Yeah, I definitely didn't take school as seriously as I should have. Uh, that's honestly a regret I had. Um, I mean, I was just sitting there thinking, man, I could be out there working right now, which isn't the best mindset to have. Schools, I mean, school's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing at the same time, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, why is right that? Now, um, they just don't teach you, I feel like, what you need to be taught. I mean, there's good, like, lessons that you learn, like, you know, show up on time, learn to, like, do what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's more real life or real world applications that you learn when you, you know, get out of school that are a lot better for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't take school that serious, but I wish I would have. Yeah. Well, you're in the right spot to be able to uh, talk about school in those ways. And I'm a former high school teacher, obviously, you know, that, uh, yeah. people, Brax is one of my former students actually funny enough. And so, uh, uh yeah, I mean, it definitely schools don't always teach things that I think need to be taught. Some things you just got to buckle up and fight through, but there's some practical things I think that schools should be teaching like financial literacy or even creative and critical thinking because, you know, what I always say to people is if you look at how schools train people, they're really training everybody to come to the exact same conclusion. And that's like a university professor. And there's just so many (laughs) other things that you can do. Uh, And so they just train people to be employees. That is a hundred percent accurate. I mean, you're teaching people how to memorize, um, do what they're told and things like that. And that is opposite of an entrepreneur mindset. You entrepreneurs don't necessarily like to do what they're told. They like to be able to kind of do their own thing for good, for better or worse. But Mm -hmm. I always talk about the worst question I would ever get is when I was teaching is uh, when am I ever going to use this? Because that's, first of all, the people that would often ask that question are probably the more entrepreneurial minded students. And the second part is I didn't always have a great answer to that. Yes, I can say, yep, you're learning to be on time. Yes, these are some practice. You do, you 100% need reading, writing, math skills, things like that. Otherwise, you can just be taken advantage of. You got to have that literacy. But when we start getting into weird science stuff being taught or weird history stuff or weird books you're reading in English like Shakespeare. If it was up to me, there'd be a couple other things that that would be taught in place of that, or at least have financial literacy as its own curriculum. So, yeah. So I think we're both on the same page there, but you look back and still wish you would have worked harder in school because school can still provide a lot of different avenues for people to be able to have different opportunities a hundred percent. But we'll transition to this now that you've graduated high school are you going to college are you focusing on your business what is your plan there uh, my plan is to switch over into real estate and uh, my main goal is to manage rental properties and so i'll have to you know get my license and everything 
and uh, go through all the classes for that. So no college for me. Okay. No college, no college for you. And I'm just curious, you know, what do your parents think about that? Is that something your parents are uh, okay like with? They're 100% supportive. They're on board. Mm. You know, they're, they're pretty chill. They're awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. I think, yeah, I think older generation of parents can just get lost in only thinking college is the way to get success or a way to have success. And there are just so many different avenues, let alone the cost of college is just rapidly rising. And so you may be 22, you know, four years from now, have a lawn care business, who knows how much it's making, but you could be in a position where you're not actually mowing lawns. You're just on top of the business running it. And then maybe you got a real estate license. I don't know. You have, but no college debt, you know, and that's a huge advantage that a lot of people won't necessarily have. And, uh, you know, it's a hole that people get into. It takes a while to dig out of. And so you got a path that you want to be on and to get there, school doesn't have to be involved in the middle, basically. So it all comes down to a goal, though, of wanting to get into real estate, you're saying. So your lawn care business is something that you can do right now. It's, you know, anyone can kind of go out there and mow lawns if you have the equipment, but something you can do right now, and then you're wanting to get into real estate. So tell us about that. What's your goals with that? Yeah. So right now we do uh, lawns, we do pressure washing, we do moving jobs. We do a lot around here in the village. And uh, I'm going to try to transition that into like a junk removal business and, uh, like during the fall, because in the summer, you know, lawns aren't a top priority. Mm-hmm. So I'll still have that be going for me. I'll have uh, a few guys running that. And then I'll be trying to get my license and then be working with a broker and uh, finding properties for me to rent and to uh, to manage. Okay. So it's not necessarily about being a realtor where you're just always selling properties is mm-hmm. what it seems like. It's more being a manager so you're wanting to manage for other people or you're just wanting to build a portfolio for yourself what's kind of the uh, a little bit there? of both okay I, would, I mean i would love to have my own eventually when i'm able to but um until i get to that point i'd like to learn the ins and outs of it by doing it for other people and then eventually having my own and then selling a house on the side you know if i need to or if i'm able to which is a lot easier said than done but yeah i feel like if i work hard i'm able to do it yeah and who knows how many clients you're getting in touch with by kind of crossing businesses here with lawn care and then potential getting involved into real estate. I mean, you never know what one person who who they may know or one where one referral may lead you. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love that um, process. I love that path that you are on. I think that's really cool and really unique. It's not a, a normal path for most 18 year olds. So I love hearing kind of the alternative stories and that what's that's what money vision you is about but with your lawn care business so you're talking about you've grown from just lawn care to pressure washing to potentially moving stuff and just any labor that's really needed uh, and then you've got a team with you just tell us about some of the lessons you've learned along the way because you know this really probably goes back to when you were 16 is when you started to grow it so now it's been maybe two years two summers that you've kind of gotten after it what are some lessons you've learned from it? And then, you know, how how is it being a business owner at 18 year old, uh, 18 years old, and then, you know, managing and leading other people? Yeah. So um, one thing I've learned is that you have to learn how to fail. Failure isn't always a bad thing. Honestly, it can sometimes be better than succeeding. Because if you were to succeed, if you tried something 100 times and succeeded every time, once you get like once you do the hundred first time and you fail, I mean, you're just going to fold like a cheap tent 
as uh, Coach mm-hmm. Nathan would say. <laughs> but if you fail, you know, 99 times, the 100 times you succeed, you've learned so much from those failures. And so I feel like that's what something I've been able to do. Whenever I fail, I don't, you know, sulk and get sad about it. You know, I just keep on pushing and I learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that has, you know, helped me succeed was communication. I feel like I'm, you know, able to communicate well with the customers and over communicate, but I still, I still do mess up in those areas. And, uh, I just had a couple of days ago, a failure, I could call it. Um, I just, I didn't communicate, communicate well with the customer and we ended up getting into a little bit of an argument and, mm. uh, we, I ended up leaving and it was just a simple miscommunication. You know, I apologize, but she wasn't very happy mm-hmm. and, uh, we went our separate ways. I gotcha. Yeah. So what is, you know, so you say you miscommunicated. So how are you learning or what is your takeaway there on how you're going to communicate properly? Is there a system that you're using now? So Uh, maybe, I I don't know if you have automated emails, I don't know what it is, but how are you kind of changing your system basically? Uh, I just think over communicating is good because, you know, a few weeks ago I gave her a quote on what we do and then she thought we would be doing something else, but that would be a lot extra for me, a lot of extra work. And so I was like, well, we can do this service, but it's going to be a lot extra, a lot of extra money for you. And uh, in her mind, she thought that the quote that I gave her was for what um, what we already talked about before. But it was just a simple miscommunication, and I think over communicating is what you need to do when you have a business. Mm-hmm. And it may be kind of stupid, but make sure you're always on the same page. And that's what I've been trying to do, you know, even more recently, especially yeah. since that happened. Yeah, good. I love that. And that's just a lesson learned. And part of me loves that you stuck to your guns of saying, no, that's that's an extra service. We're not just going to do that because some people, I think some businesses just start to do everything just to try to please a certain certain customers are just a little out of whack. And so yeah. it's like they're not reasonable sometimes. And so you have to find times where you do stick to your guns and, you know, but there's also a way to properly communicate as much. Yeah. I always say it's all in the setup. On the front end, if you can set it up right and learn how to do that correctly, then you're going to avoid a lot of, you know, whatever the situations are in the future where there could be conflict or uh, disgruntled customers. Because as a business owner, I'm sure you've learned it is all about referrals. It's all about getting those five star reviews or whatever it is on Google reviews. And so, you know, it's constantly that battle of making sure that you're trying to please everyone, because if if you don't, you don't get business and you're not going to get more business. Yeah. Yeah, referrals are, are definitely a big uh, help in the business, you know. I mean, I met one lady, she's a realtor in Hot Springs Village, and she's gotten me thousands of dollars in customers mm. in the past few weeks. So I'm yeah. really thankful for her for that, and there's many others like that. Yeah, love it. So you've learned some communication skills, which, you know, in high school, they'll teach you maybe how to stand in front of a, a audience and give a speech on whatever but something like that that's not all that's not necessarily taught so that's just a great skill to learn and there's you know part of that is just negotiation too and learning how to do that but then you also mentioned uh failing correctly or not being afraid of failure and i i just think that is a skill that people can learn because i know for me that I look at some of the things, I, even this year, that I've had to learn or failures that have been had and just business lessons learned. And I'm like, man, if this would have happened three years t- ago to me, I don't know how I would have survived. Like, 
I've just grown to be able to take a higher tolerance. Like we had a fire at one of our properties and it just, you know, obviously it sucks, but it didn't really phase me. You know, I just have learned to have, okay, it's a problem. I'm a business owner, a business owner solves problems. And so, you know, now I'm just kind of learning to uh, not let those things bother me and just figure out how to fight it. And it's part of the game. And so um, do you have any specific examples that you can think of? Uh, you know, I, I know you've mentioned the communication one, but other examples that you can um, think of of where it was a failure and you learned from it. I mean, I've had a ton of failures. Uh, a few weeks ago, we actually, the mo- I broke the mower. You know, I went over a bunch of rocks and stuff. And uh, I mean, I was just able to be like, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I'll just get it fixed and uh, mm-hmm. just move on from it. And there's been many, I mean, many like that. I've broken the mower so many times. Uh And, uh, I mean, there's been a few times I messed up people's yards or, um, I mean, sprayed weed killer in the places I wasn't supposed to spray it and it ruined their grass. So just being able to learn from that, it helps me on to the next property to know not to do that. Yeah. It's like you're building your like, um, book, uh, your rule book or something of how to use a weed eater or whatever it is. And something like it's, it's just, you learn as you go and, it's okay. You know, you may give the client a slight refund or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. what I always like to refer to those lessons as is tuition. So that's what I always call, you know, failure or if you lose money from business or real estate deal, obviously that's not fun, but just have the right mindset of tuition. You're just paying tuition because now four years from now, who knows how big your lawn care business could be while you're growing your real estate stuff. And yeah. it's all because of tuition that's paid in a different type of format than, uh, you know, going to college or something like that. So I love that. And then I want to get into just you're 18 and you're leading other people. Where are you finding people to work for you? How is that going? Uh, because I know that that can always be a difficult thing is find, finding good people to be on your team. Because I always yeah. look at it as a team, not just people working for me, serving me, things like that. It's a team. And, you know, everyone has to feel valued and um, things like that. And so how how have you kind of learned that process? I don't mean to correct you, but I still am 17. Oh, you're 17. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Graduating high school at 17. All right. Prodigy. Um, yeah. So uh, I have one full-time employee and I met him through a friend through a friend and he goes to uh, UCA in Central Arkansas. And um you know, he's great. He's super reliable. And then I have a couple part-time that work for me. They also go to UCA or one of them goes to UCA. And um, it is tough to find good workers that are reliable, but you just have to find the, uh, you know, the right community, our church. You know, I've had a few people help me from there. Um, There's just different places. I mean, you can find people to do whatever if you pay them the right price. I just don't know if you find reliable workers, but mm-hmm. um, they're out there you know, keep looking. If you, if you're looking, just keep looking. You know, I've, I haven't had a good worker the past two years. I mean, my older brother helped me a lot. He's a great worker, but I mean, I've tried to find others and people will come to work for a week and then, Oh, I'm too tired, man. I have stuff to do. So Uh I definitely appreciate the workers I have now. Yeah. And it's probably, yeah, you've probably learned how, yeah, I mean, just how big of a deal it is for your team because your business can't grow if it's just you and you're a solopreneur. Exactly. Yeah. And I tried to do that. Yeah. I tried to do it on my own, you know, when I was younger, but it's impossible. 
eventually, if you want to grow the business, you have to take that next step of just getting help. And uh, yeah, I mean, with lawn care, there's all, yeah, if you're in the summer, you're probably going to be able to find people that are interested in helping because it's just an easy job for people to have and, and, and come and do. And so, uh, yeah, I love that. I love your business story. I think it's super cool. Um, and I think it's, I think it's just a, a great story that people can take away from of maybe there's high schoolers listening. I don't know if you're interested in starting a business of some sort and then maybe going an alternative to college route or something like that. I mean, let me ask this. How closer do you, are you to be being able to just pay for all of your expenses with your business? Are you getting pretty close to that point? I'm pretty sure I'm at that point. You know, I still live with my parents and so I don't have that many expenses, but all the business expenses I'm able to cover with the, uh, with the business and, you know, have a little bit of profit left over. Yeah. And so, uh, if you are wanting to start a business and you are in high school, I encourage you to do it. You know, don't be scared of failure. That's not, this is only going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. Especially at the high school level. I mean, what do you, what do you, I mean, you start growing something at the high school level. It's like, you really can't fail. I mean, even, yeah. even if you don't have the, a business that you do long-term, you're going to learn so many valuable lessons. I mean, I'm sure you could, you could speak to this, but just being a business owner, you've probably learned so much about just organization, customer service, hospi- mm-hmm. with hospitality, um, communication skills. I mean, managing money. I mean, these are huge just abilities and skills that a lot of people don't gain for a really long time. And then you put yourself into a business and now you've more or less got it at the age of 17. And so I think, I think that's super, super cool. I don't know if you have any other comments on that. Yeah. I think also fear can hold people back. I mean, Mm -hmm. even this, like, I mean, I'm not afraid to go in here, but uh, I wouldn't say public speaking is my biggest strong suit, but I over, I mean, I overcame the fear and I'm pushing myself. And so there's been a lot of times that, you know, I've had fear. I'm not like scared, but I've had fear of messing up and uh, I just had to get over that and push through. And I'm grateful that I did it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, just getting out of the comfort zone and that's yeah, exactly. yeah, getting uncomfortable is where growth starts to happen. So let me ask this kind of as we uh, start coming to an end here and wind it down, where do you want to be in five years? What do you think your life is going to look like in five years? You know, I'd love to own multiple properties, multiple houses, multiple rental properties, and, um, you know, just kind of work for my work for myself. Obviously, if you do real estate, you need to be under a broker, but you kind of are your, your own boss. And that's something I love is I just love working for myself. So uh, in five years, I'd love to be working for myself, you know, be very involved with real estate and uh, hopefully just keep growing and growing. Okay. Is the lawn care business going to be around five years? Is that what you're saying? Um, not in, not in my plan. I don't think not so. Not in your plan. No. Are you going to, are you going to look to kind of grow it and sell it? That's something I thought of. Um, or I just may, you know, have a few crews that still run it and, you know, I just get a little piece of it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Honestly. I'll be curious to see how that happens, how that goes for you. Cause I could see it being five years from now and you've got enough employees, you've got business, you can just be at the top. You could even have people answering the phones, doing the bookkeeping, and you're just kind of making sure everything's going smoothly. And then it's yeah. almost, it's almost like a side gig running your business. And so, uh, and then it becomes passive income uh, rather than active income when you get to the 
business owner, not working in the business, but on the business side of things. So I think that's super cool, but real estate, yeah, that's going to be your way to go. So you're, you're basically just chasing passive income is what it seems like getting properties, growing a business, you know, obviously you're making money to be able to invest and things like that into properties, but you're just basically chasing passive income and ultimately financial freedom is what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to put in the work now in the next five years because passive income is the goal, you know, to be able to focus on other things. And even if I have a family in five years, you know, be able to focus on that. And um, yeah, like you said, passive income, that would, that's the goal. Yep. Well, you're going to stand out for sure at your age. That is awesome. Man, I love your story. How can people follow you or get in contact? Um, you can follow my Instagram. It's braxton.oliver with two N's. Okay. Um, if you need business in the Hot Springs area, you know, shoot me a DM and I can give you my number. Um, I don't have a Facebook yet. I'm probably going to set one up soon. Uh, if I do set it up, it's going to be called Oliver Lawns on Facebook. I'm planning to set that up pretty soon. So, yeah. Okay. Just growing business. Well, Brax, thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing, maybe you'll be on in five years and you'll probably be further than you even thought you'd be. I hope so. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.